Welcome to the Space Buns Podcast. I'm Steffi Lane, feminine and lifestyle business mentor. And I'm Elisa Danielle, orgasmic manifestation and energy coach. The portal is now open to share your multidimensional true nature with the world around you. Space Buns is a podcast focused on illuminating the emotional and physical layers of existence through archetypes, synchronicities, and feminine magic. All while laughing, crying, and orgasming through space as we navigate the cosmos of the human experience. Buckle up and get ready to become your most magnetic self. And we're here in Space Buns World. <laughs> AKA sexy, sad fuck land today. <laughs> So Elisa and I are very fun. I'm sure if you're a listener, you're very fun. But I do feel like people that are very fun, carefree, f- friendly, happy people are can be some of the saddest people. If you think of like comedians and, you know, they have had a lot of losses and not to go down that route. But today is definitely a sexy, sad fuck day. I called Elisa – crying before this call and was telling her that like essentially I can't even remember now (laughs) it feels like a lifetime ago but we just spoke (laughs) but it just feels like you you want the life or you have the life that you've always wanted but there's always like a desire for for more or things are not feeling like an alignment or they don't feel like they're the highest good for yourself. So the title of this podcast is your life is not a highlight reel. And I know Elisa, you got, you just came back from like vacation and you were doing a bunch of things and somebody messaged you and said like, Hey, your life looks amazing, but Mm -hmm. it's not always amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, had some wild weekends. I went to Cabo and then basically went to Palm Springs right after that. And yeah, life is amazing. But I never, I guess I've had people in the past like message me too, being like, you just look so happy all the time. Like, am I like, I feel like I'm missing something. And it's not that my Instagram isn't like authentic, but it's like reminding people that you're not seeing that at like I also have a crazy like family who I fucking love and adore you know, to pieces, but I'm obviously not showing that. And Mm -hmm. like what we were talking about on the phone um, and why we wanted, we were going to record a different podcast, but you were just like feeling all your feelings. And I was like, yeah, let's just get super raw and authentic. Like, let's just give the people what they want. Like, let's just show the humanness, which is what Space Buns is about. Like Mm -hmm. being your multidimensional self, which also means having your sexy sad fucks days, even even though like you just went on this amazing vacation or like you just had like a huge um yeah i just got i just got a house like a house a beautiful apartment and i've been traveling for the last three years and it feels like oh my gosh i'm actually gonna land somewhere i'm gonna have a home i'm gonna have a home base i'm gonna have furniture And um, I was feeling the sexy, the sexy sad fuck. And Lisa call Lisa and I call it sexy sad fuck because, like, when you cry, it's cry sexy. Oh shit! Oh, it's okay. <laughs> this is the real stuff. <laughs> See, you're like we're gonna we're gonna leave that in because your life is not a highlight reel. Right. 
there's shit like this that happens all the time that you just post <laughs> on Instagram or whatever social platform. Okay, I would like to talk about this because people tell me all the time, you look so happy, you look so kind, you look like you're having the best time of your life. And that's, you know, obviously it's curated, right? I'm not going to be showing when I'm throwing a tantrum, but does it upset you? Do you get up? Did you get get mad, or do you feel like you're not seen in that moment, or do you look at the way that you're curating your content and think, "Hmm, am I not showing the whole picture?" Yeah, I don't get upset, or I, like I don't feel like I don't feel not seen or anything like that. I more so just like feel for people's heart because I have such bad. I get fo I get FOMO like really badly, and it's something I have to work on because. I think growing up, I um, had two brothers and I was the youngest sibling and I like didn't get included in a lot of things and like mm. became a total like tomboy <laughs> and like just like push myself to like play all the sports. And like um, I like threw like my mom has a story like me like throwing myself in the pool and like teaching me myself how to swim across. We had this like huge lap pool growing up, um, like throwing myself across the pool and being like, I can do it because I just wanted to like hang out with my brothers and like forcing myself to like learn how to rollerblade and be like, I'm going hyperspeed on my rollerblades. Cause I wanted to play freaking like hockey in the street with my brothers, but like they never wanted to play with me growing mm. up. <laughs> um, and that was like the most intense feeling of like not feeling included and feeling left out. So like when people, when I like, when people tell me stuff like that on Instagram, I'm like, I want people to know like you belong, you're included. Mm. Like, um you can you can sit with us you can sit with us yes. sit with us please right exactly. and mm -hmm. and probably like that's probably why i'm so into like group play because i'm like everyone gets yeah. to be included like every, there's like there's enough love for we everyone. have an episode called threesome magic you can go back and listen to right <laughs> <laughs> but so i like i never want anyone to not feel included and then i'm like yeah, obviously, like you're seeing the the highlight reels, but like you don't see that. Like, I literally have, um, like I like in a launch, I cry almost every day, and yeah. like you don't know, like the reason I have so much happiness, and like I don't think that my Instagram is inauthentic. Like I've talked to a lot of my good friends because I don't want that. You know, I'm like, do I show up the same way on Instagram that I show up in real life? And they're like, yes. Like, mm -hmm. if anything, you're even probably even more liberated and in real life that you just don't show on Instagram. Right. Um, but it's just like the reason I like feel so much intense happiness is because I let myself have my sexy, sad fuck days. And I kind of just like want to go into like where sexy, sad, fuck came in from, um, a little bit, but it's just like, it's because I allow myself to feel the full range of emotions and like cry all day that you don't see on Instagram that I can feel that level of happiness. Mm hmm. Um, but it's like, we don't share the like conversations that me and you have behind the scenes. Like we, how many times have we like sent each other audios being like, I don't know if anyone's going to buy the course. I don't know if like people, I don't know, like if people are going to like, anyone likes me or they're going to notice me or whatnot. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like we have so many <laughs> conversations behind the scenes. But, like, of course you don't see on Instagram. Right. So yeah. I like, I don't want to show some of that, like authentic realness. Yeah, the, the realness. Well, this is interesting because a lot of people think I like have a perfect life and I do have a really great life. I will say I do have a great life, but I have a really sick parent. 
a very, very sick parent. And people don't know this. And I don't tell people this very often. Like my, my dad has Parkinson's and it's pretty, it's pretty like far along the stage. So sick parent, um, you know, things like I've had not so great like relationship healing relationship with my brother. And I've had a huge change. Like, you know, I'm not going to air all my laundry to all y'all because, <laughs> you know, got to buy me a drink. Why don't you? But, uh, what we're going to do is like, what I notice is that I have these things and I have these things to make me stronger. We have these things in our lives that make us stronger. And I have heard somewhere that the, when you have cracks, it's able to fill in, it's able, you're able to fill in the gold. You're able to fill in the light. And so the cracks, the things, the things in your life that are not going well, they're challenging, whether it's relationships, it's health, it's love, whatever. Just know that, especially Elisa and I, like we see you in that. We know this. And I think that's why we've been able to be so high vibes, so happy, so vibrational, so joyful is because we've had the sexy, sad fuck moments. I think this would be a perfect time to explain sexy, sad fuck. Yeah, I was just thinking about that because, well, for me growing up, I was like not allowed to cry at all. Like my dad was very, um, you have to be the best at sports. Like girls don't, big girls don't cry, like all the things. So like, didn't ever feel safe with my emotions at all. Right. So I started just like telling myself, like, you're so sexy when you cry. Like even the other day, one of my girlfriends was like, we have the same dad. My dad was like that too. <laughs> and no, I like, I, I've gotten complete with that and being like, no, like the reason I'm able to have my business is because I have this like integration of the masculine where it's like, I, you know, can, I wouldn't be able to have my business if I didn't have like my strong dad. And I realized like he wanted the best for me to be successful. Um, but that's another story for another day. Well, <laughs> real quick, when I, when I met you, we were in a circle in a, in a woman's circle. And I remember the facilitator teaching you, I think it was you like relax your jaw, mm. relax your jaw when you cry. And I know that she was instructing that to you, but that actually was an instruction for me. Mm. to like relax the jaw, feel into it. Mm. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. But yeah, so that's where it came from. Just being like, you know, like you're so sexy when you cry. Like, like I realized that now that I have a different understanding of my emotions, when you don't allow yourself to feel it, your emotions, they get trapped in your body, which causes physical pain, which can cause cancer, stress, all these other like things. And then you're vibrating uh, the frequency of shame or guilt or whatever emotions that you're feeling. But if you just allow yourself to feel them, then it moves through you. You can process the events so much easier. Um, you become a space for abundance to land just because you're not holding on to those things. And like, there's so many times now where I like, I've had an emotional release and then um, work through some things and just like let myself be a sexy sad fuck and feel all my emotions and like love myself like love that part of myself like one of the things I do when I'm in just like this like deep place of emotional releasing is I like talk to that part of myself like oh how does it feel you know to feel like rejected or whatever and I have this pleasure practice actually where like I like make love to this part of myself and it gets like mm. super fucking hot <laughs> that's like kind of where the sexy sad foot comes comes from. But it's like instead of like making that part of myself wrong, I'm like, what if I like got turned on by this part of myself? What if I like gave this part of myself space to talk? 
Um, mm. And then once I've like, there's been so many times where like I worked through and like let myself just like be with those emotions. And I'll just like, I even created a like a journal practice because before it was like so hard to feel my emotions. I cut off my emotions um, because when my dad died, it was like, I didn't want to feel the grief, but then I didn't realize like, I don't know, I was watching a lot of vampire diaries and like they can just like turn off their emotions. So I was like, mm. that sounds cool. But then I didn't realize that I turned off all my emotions too. You can't just mm. like turn off certain ones. So like I didn't have space for happiness or any of those things. So then I started like getting really like in touch with my emotions where then I started like this journal process where I write down like, how does it feel to be jealous or um, sad or whatever? And like really like going into that and then that like being of all the emotions and working through it then like literally I would, you know, just have my sexy sad fuck moment, cry it all out. And so many times after I would like sign a client and they would like need help with the exact thing that like I just went through. So it's a reminder that like, you know, you have to sometimes go through those things so you can hold space for someone else. Yeah. When I was thinking about the grief, I was actually at the acupuncturist recently and she was putting cupping or needles in the back of my scapula behind my left side. And I felt something when she put it there and she goes, Oh, that's the grief muscle Mm -hmm. right there. She goes, that's where grief gets stored. And I thought that was so beautiful, but so scary at the same time. Cause I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure most people can resonate. I don't like grief. It's the most, I feel like it's one of the hardest ones to process, at least for me. Mm -hmm freaking hard. And it's, there's a lot coming through a lot of crying. So when she was able to trigger that part, I just felt a deep exhale. And with this work that we've been doing for the past few years, it's knowing that your emotions are not bad and that you are accepted and loved in all parts of it. And you have to, I think, at least for myself, I have to remind myself that especially when I'm like tearing up and when I'm crying, I have to remind myself like I'm worthy of it. I'm okay. I'm fine. And I don't have to have all the answers because I think that's where I struggle with is like, I pick this card (laughs) because I was, you know, I needed to pick a card and it says, you're you're already doing it. Stop overthinking. Keep facing your true North. Mm. And it's like this story that I'll tell myself that I don't have it figured out which is a bunch of BS because I, I mean, what does figured out even mean? Great. Yeah. I love that. And I, I definitely had, that was one of the biggest breakthroughs I had recently is I thought that like everyone else had all the answers and figured out some magic formula that I just like didn't have. But now that I have so many friends, like with six figure businesses, sometimes they're, some of them are doing like million dollar months, whatever they there's nothing that they know that I don't. They just like stuck it out longer and chose to keep continuing. You know, so it's like I always just remind myself like success is in- inevitable. Like it's already for me. I can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then, yeah, it's just like reminding myself that like it's so easy though. I think online you read people's like content and – like, you know, it's like meant a lot of content is still talking to people's pain. So then you're like, that's why, um, like, that's the block. Like people get so caught in like trying to figure out like what's blocking them that like, mm-hmm. if you're always thinking that something's blocking you, your subconscious is always looking for something to be blocked. But like one of the biggest shifts I had is just like energetically, like in my energy activations is just being like, 
there's no such thing as like blocks. Like mm-hmm. my timeline's clear. I'm on my most abundant timeline. Um, yeah. But I also like got in this mindset for a while where like before I got into the online space, I was just like, just always kind of had the belief that everything was always working out for me. Everything always happens for a reason. And then I got super deep into studying manifestation and some of like the new age spirituality, like don't get me wrong, Obviously, a lot of it's really amazing, but some of it is just so curated on the internet that's like not authentic and it's like false timelines, I would say. Mm-hmm. Could um, you give an example of something? Um, or- I think it's like people get so stuck in that like you create your reality, but I think I do think you create your reality. Don't get me wrong, but I think you co-create your reality with something even bigger than the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think some people get stuck that like, it's like this ego of um, I create my universe versus like, mm. no, the universe is moving through me. And then I like, for example, like I used to, I got really bad into that mindset mindset. And then I like felt like I had to do it all on my own and like mm. forgot that there is a higher power um, that like wants to support. But like when I think that I have to do it all <laughs> I alone, totally got into that mindset too. <laughs> yeah. When you get into that mindset though, then the universe can't support you because you're not allowing the support. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I got into this thing where like, again, talk about FOMO where it's like, if I create my reality, like then like, maybe this isn't the reality I want. Like there's maybe like another reality that would be even better. And mm-hmm. then I stopped being grateful for the one that I had, even though I have an amazing life. Right. Yeah. So then I started just tuning back into like, um, like I just got really in this state of like uh, everything happens for a reason, but you know, maybe I don't know. I, I, but then I switched back to the timeline of like, instead of thinking like, well, maybe there's a better reality and I'm just like not even living my most best reality. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a parallel me that's doing way better than me. Like why am I not there yet? You know, I got in this really crazy mindset that was not helpful. But then, then I just tuned back into like, I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've always wanted has like manifested in divine timing and perfect or better. And then like really co-creating with the universe. And then things started to like flow again easily and yeah. more magically. And I stopped like trying to be somewhere where I wasn't. And yeah, that's probably the biggest lesson I learned from my dad passing too. Is like when with him, I felt like I didn't appreciate the time we spent together because I was just younger but then like looking back, I remember just like when he first passed away, just being like, wow, I just like wish I could have had those memories. Um, and then like I had just like so much appreciation for the people in my life and like always wanted them to know how I felt because of that. So then coming back to that of just being like getting really present and sometimes I'll just even think like, you know, like this moment's going to only be this moment ever again. So I just want to be in this moment. And then when I'm com- when I'm coming from that place versus like needing to be somewhere else, then like the magic comes and I can get so present where I just like start crying and seeing mm-hmm. the beauty in life that we often miss because we're just trying to get to the next moment. Like we always subconsciously think, right, that the next moment somehow going to be better than this one, but then we like miss our entire life. Yeah. I felt I've love that. Love that riff. We're going to have to cut that and make it into something because that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> what I, I do feel like my my sexy sad fuck moment is 
that comes up quite often is I'm not living to my fullest potential. Mm. And it's so interesting because my clients reflect that back to me. They have the same problem, not the problem, it's not a problem, but they have the same thing come up. And I'm like, I know how to work through this with other people, but it can be quite a challenge for you to work on it by yourself. Not all the time, but it can be a challenge of like, what is it that I'm not living up to my fullest potential? What What is my full potential? Why do I think that I'm going to be like this top whatever? What, what if I could just be it now? So it just feels to me that it's expectations, it's overthinking, it's putting a lot of freaking pressure on yourself. Um, and then it's also the comparison, which, you know, is the title of this. Your life is not a highlight reel because uh, you do have the icky, the sticky, the uncomfortable, the frustration, the anger, the tears, the things that don't go right or the things that do go right. And then the expectation what wasn't fulfilled or the thing that you wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I do love – when somebody can be with me and then they can connect with me on the darkness and I can be seen in that, I think it's quite powerful. It is quite mastery, I think, to be with somebody and to see them in their darkness and in their moment of darkness. And then also you be seen in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wanted- sexy little oh. Scorpio. <laughs> sexy little Scorpio. <laughs> but I, the one thing about the sexy sad fuck that I, I know Elisa talked about, but I just want to, fine tune is when you are in that sad state, not looking for the story. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. We want to look for the story. We want to figure out why is this, you know, did I get it from my mom? Did I get it from my dad? And I get it. But the fishing, the sto- looking for it is what's keeping you in that cycle. It's more mm-hmm. like this is just coming through. I'm going to feel this and maybe I could feel turned on by this. Maybe I can let, let, have a huge cathartic release. Cause when you've had a cathartic release, it is one of the best things ever. It's like, well, yeah, it's like a mini orgasm in its own way. Yeah. Your jaws relax, your eyes change, the vibrancy of the room changes and you just start to feel, at least for myself, I feel like oh, I got this. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Yeah, I started to, at first, it was like hard for me to feel my emotions just because I had said I had cut so many off on them. But now I'm like, I welcome all my emotions, my emotions, like, I want to feel everything. I want to feel the whole human experience. We have our joke, like we're, we're, you know, crying our way to millions, because if you want to, you want it all, you have to be able to hold it all. It's not about like, just feeling your fun, high vibe emotions, it's about feeling it all. But yeah, I love that, that story of what came through to me that I connected with is like your feminine can be so wild and chaotic and the emotions, but then it can also be in the story of like, if I'm feeling this way, then like no one's going to sign up for my course or I can't have the 10 K month or whatever it is. But then it's like having the masculine boundaries of being like, no, this doesn't mean anything about you. You're just having a human experience, babe. Like you're just so sexy when you cry, like just let it all out. Like what if you just allowed yourself to feel all this and then not creating those stories, which I think is so important. Can I think that people can, like in some ways when I started on this journey of coaching, I, in some ways it was bad because um, I started to go deep in my stories and I made all these stories up about my dad that like weren't true, but I was like, I have to figure out the story and like this belief and where it came from. And then I like made all the stories up that like 
from trying to find the story that like he didn't love me that was like so false narrative and then i had a i read a letter that he actually wrote to me and i was like wait like i just made up all these stories in my head that weren't even true mm. yeah and then the stories can feel so true you convince right. your, you convince yourself that they're so true and that's the only story. And then you keep playing that story over and over again. I can never have money. I can never have love. I can never have a fit body or whatever the story is. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of this. And then that's when you can go down and spiral, which, you know what? You haven't lived until you've spiraled, <laughs> until you've gone to the depths of the depths of the depths of the depths. And then you keep going down, at least for me, I went down real hard a few years ago and almost when you get to the point point of depression and um i was able to like with help and support able to spiral up and knowing that when i have those moments i guess this is really mastery which i would love everyone to have this when you're going through those emotions knowing that it's only here in this moment mm -hmm. and then and the next moment it will transmute it will change mm -hmm. and i can move through it and with every break with every breakdown, there's a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it is easy to like, and then like what we we're talking about, you have to have the masculine boundaries to just be like, it's so easy to be like, this story is going to stay forever. And like, I'm going to just going to get stuck in the sadness forever. Like we think it's just like never going to end. But if, but if we don't attach meaning to the stories and we literally just like become the observer and watch the sensation move through your energy, like, um, literally emotions only stay for about 60 to 90 seconds like if you let it just move through your body and like just come the observer feel the sensations let it move the rest though if you're staying in that emotion longer than that is just you're adding story onto it which i think is like fascinating so i always like remind myself of that of, like emotions are literally just energy that want to get moved through sometimes they're collective sometimes they're inherited sometimes you know they're just sensations but it's just moving through me in this moment doesn't mean it's going to stay. I'm just going to be present with it, allow it to move through and send it love and light and know that like it can be just, just transmuted just as fast. But it's the reminder too that like we have so much power to connect to a greater power and give that, give these emotions to a greater power. And that can be cleared in a matter of instance, if we just allow ourselves to be supported and connect to that greater light versus staying in the story. Hmm. And also it's to lean back and allow that feeling to move through you and trying to get it to, I mean, not to quantify it, but to zero, right? Meaning sometimes we'll be like, okay, I'm processing, I'm crying, I'm feeling the tears. All right. I want to get into my hot girl's time. Let me get some stuff done. But when you still had like a 10%, 5% there, a little bit still there that just wanted to come out. Maybe it was a laugh, a last or a last scream or a last shake. And I wish, but it's okay. I know it now. I wish somebody had taught me this before because when I started in the coaching industry, in the coaching world, my um, mentors would I, I think I, which is beautiful, you know, they were very much hunters at the time. Like, let me look for where this is, where I'm the kind of person that I don't need to know. I don't need to know why they have this thing that comes up, that comes up and this thing. You know, I don't need to know the story because I end up just going in a cycle mm -hmm. and I actually didn't see any progress in my life. 
Mm. through through that. So in all of my coaching containers, I tell them, we're not going to go to the story. Like you can write that in your journal. We're, we, of course, if you want to go into the story, we'll go into the story, but we're not going to go into it because you're whole, you're complete, you're ready there. So we're just going to move through it. I'm going to teach you this. And I think that was actually one of the biggest factors of my success. And you call it emotional intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. Which could be for another topic. But emotional intelligence is knowing how to work with your emotions so you mm -hmm. can move through them. And it, I mean, women have the stereotype that we don't know how to handle our emotions. And that's that's really unfortunate that we have that stereotype. But it's really learning how to process, feel them, move through them. And to not make them wrong. That's, I think that's like the biggest piece. Don't make them wrong. Mm, yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. 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 And it's just like reminding yourself, like, I know for me, a lot of times I connected with that part of being like, oh, maybe there was like 10% more of like, I could have shook, but like, it's so easy to be like, okay, I felt the thing. Like, I'm just going to go back to doing my hot girl. <laughs> so that, I do that a lot where I'm like, I, I catch myself being in that more masculine energy of being like, okay, I cried. So like now I can go back to doing my work or whatever I was doing, but just like really taking the time and being like treating myself like my own best lover and just being like, you know, if like my best lover was here, he would just be like, yeah, babe, like feel it all. Like, you know, and like hold, or like, even if like you were holding your inner child or like an actual child, you wouldn't just be like, okay, like it's time to move on and like, let's, let's go make dinner now. Like, no, you'd be like, you'd be like, no baby, tell me more. Like, what is it that you need? And like, really just like taking the time to not get up and move on to the next thing, but like asking yourself and being like, is there anything else I can feel? Like, mm. what if I could feel an even deeper sense of wholeness and completion and um, what do I actually need in this moment? Do I need to shake? Do I need to uh, send someone a text. So I need to journal, like, what else can I do to really get complete on this and like treating yourself like that best lover rather than being like going into that more like, okay, like I felt the thing. Cause that still is trying to bypass and move on to that yeah. next thing, you know, versus being like, I want to feel it all. Like, and I was notorious for that. I would do that to friends. I'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, honey, you're good. You're done. You've already processed. And I remember a friend calling me out on that and she was really upset with me. And I, you know, I don't, I'm a woman. I don't like when people get upset with me. <laughs> and she got really upset with me because she felt like I was rushing her process. And I was because I was very uncomfortable with people feeling and crying and even myself, like me calling you today and crying with you on the phone. Like mm -hmm. I don't do that with people. I don't like people mm -hmm. to see my darkness. It's private. It's my own stuff. You're never going to know. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I know it gives it. Vulnerability is very beautiful. It connects us on a different level and it reminds us that we're all just walking each other home, which I love mm -hmm. that quote from Ram Das. And that l life has its light and its dark. Mm. And um, to remind yourself that your darkness isn't making you un unvaluable or whatever you think that you know the story is. Your your darkness is actually what's again the crack. It's the uh, the cracks are what you can fill in it fill it in with gold. Mm. 
Yeah, your darkness is so sexy. Your darkness is sexy. Your darkness is sexy. Like, yeah. Your darkness makes, there's a song that I love. It's like, your darkness makes me want you. And I'm just like, yeah, someone said that to me. I'd be like, let's get married. (laughs) (laughs) Your darkness makes you sexy. I like that. Yes. Okay. New pack. (laughs) But yeah, I, the one thing I just want to touch on is that, yeah, vulnerability. It's sexy. It makes us feel connected. I used to have such a hard time being vulnerable and letting people like see my imperfections just because I wanted to be seen as perfect so badly. But now I realize that like, actually I have such better community and closeness and connections because I've let people see. And genuine connections all of me right and it's like I love when you call me and you're like having your sexy sad fuck moments I'm like yeah like let's share what's actually real versus being like everything's perfect all the time you know yeah and it's such an honor to hold you and see you and all your different things and um yeah it doesn't change the way I see you If, if anything it makes me love you even more right so it's like reminding people that people like can love you even more for you showing your authentic self. And I think from doing like the shadow work and playing with different archetypes and it's like my favorite part of my course, I always um, have the girls do like a shadow week and we actually all dress up as our shadows. And Mm -hmm. we had like some crazy ones of like the hermit crab and the anxious bunny and the, the moaning widow and all these different ones. And it's so much fun and it's everyone feel so much more connected after that call like the the vibe and the group changes because everyone's mm-hmm. like oh I let you see the real me and I'm like actually even more loved for it like we all just like we all cry and like have our all sexy sad fuck moments like my favorite part of one of my favorite parts of the course and there's just like that. so much love yeah so why don't we wrap this up with us just kind of riffing for a minute or two of our vulnerabilities and whatever comes up and then we'll end it. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, you that's can go. Ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. I probably have to close my eyes for this. Right. I was like thinking that too. Okay. I don't feel like I am far along enough. I feel like I'm scattered and anxious mess. I sometimes feel like everybody hates me. And my business for me feels like it's not doing enough. It's not creating enough, but it is creating. It is doing. I get in super comparison mode, so I unfollow a lot of people. Um, And I just have days where I just cry and cry and cry and I don't want to talk to anybody, see anybody, and I just shut everybody out. (laughs) Uh, So juicy. How does that feel to share with everyone? That's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to know my shit. Right? That's the thing. Like that's that's a Scorpio on me. I'm like, I don't want you to know my stuff. I don't want you to know my darkness. That I'm insecure. That I have fears. I want you to think I'm so perfect and so put together all the time. This is my pose like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love you. 
I really was like all of those. I'm like, yep, same. I'm like, can I just like, <laughs> take you back on hers and not share? <laughs> but no, I'll go. All <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the jitters, the energy. But yeah, I really connected with the, I don't feel like I'm far enough along. Sometimes I feel like I'm fucking driving with the brakes on because I know how limitless my potential is and how much I have to give, but I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And I feel scatterbrained because I have so many creative ideas. Like if you guys knew all the fucking Instagram reels and captions and things that I want to create and courses. Um, but then I just feel like I'm like, I don't have enough time. I'm sometimes way too in my feminine energy and like, feel like I could have a lot more masculine energy. Like sometimes I feel pretty integrated in it, but sometimes I'm like, Oh, I could be so much more organized. Um, sometimes I get really hard on myself because I am like the biggest extrovert or I've taught myself how to be extroverted, but I'm actually like a fake. I'm actually like the biggest introvert. And sometimes I get in these moods where I don't want to talk to anyone. And then I don't reply to people for a long time. And then I think that they, and then when I come out of my extrovert, extroverted, I, when I come out of the introverted cave and I feel extroverted again, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't respond to them. So like, it's been too long. So now I'm just not going to respond. And then I'm not, yeah, I go into a little bit of, of an avoidant attachment. And then I'm like, but I want, I want people to love me. <laughs> where are the people? But then I'm like, I haven't responded to any of their texts. That's where they are. <laughs> I'm snort on that one. I just want you to love me. <laughs> Why are you texting me back? Oh, because I haven't texted you in fucking two weeks. Ever felt like, oh my God, she just never texts back. It's literally not you. It's me. Unless you're a creepy guy in, in my DMs, then. Well, that's one of the four agreements. Don't take anything personal. I know. I know. Well, thank you for joining. Hopefully this was not super downer. No, I thought this was a very beautiful podcast episode. And let us know. Did you relate? What's up? We love you. We appreciate or you. Or if you want to share something yeah. that you've never shared before with anyone else that feels edgy to share, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And if you share it with me, I'll share something with you. But just with you. I'll show you mine. Well, we, we love you all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Space Buns podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, like, subscribe, and send it to a friend. 